Hey everyone, this is Joseph Bosco, pastor of Highway Church. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. You know, all of us need the right kind of voices in our lives. Voices that inspire us to know the one who made us. Voices that awaken our divine destiny and reveal to us the goodness of God. Well, that's what this ministry is all about. So enjoy the message. Jesus, he makes all things new. Are you ready to be new? Come on, are you ready to be new? Sometimes you get used to the thing you've had for 20 years. And you might resist new. This is a new you don't want to resist. New math, I'd resist that. (laughs) But this is a new you don't want to miss. This is life unhindered. This is wholeness and strength, peace undisturbed. He makes all things new. Revelation 21.5, let's start there. What is the book of Revelation a revelation of? Do you know? Jesus, yes. It's a revelation of Jesus. In fact, Revelation says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So if someone is truly prophesying, it will bring glory to Jesus. It won't be weird or strange, right? So you can tell authentic prophecy because it always glorifies Christ, right? That's what prophecy is. It's the testimony of who He is, what He's done for us, and who we are in Him. I'm testifying right now. Revelation 21, verse 5. Are we awake? Woo! I'm becoming more awake. More awake than I was at 5 a.m. Tell you that right now. Revelation 21, 5. And he that sat upon the throne. Who's that? Oh, he sits upon the throne. Why? Because he's the king of kings. He who sat upon the throne. No other throne. It's the throne. Said, behold, look, open your eyes. I make all things new. And he said unto me, he's speaking, who's he speaking to? Who wrote the book of Revelation? John. Yeah. <clears throat> he said unto me, excuse me, write. Why should I write this? For these words are true and faithful. When Jesus speaks, his words are true and faithful. Truth is always fresh. Truth never gets old. Truth never expires. It's never out of style. These words are true and faithful. Now, what was happening here when John would write, in the context of Jesus making this statement, he had just revealed the new heaven and the new earth to John. Wow. He had just revealed the new Jerusalem. (laughs) Listen, we have no idea how glorious this is going to be. I try and imagine it, but we have no idea how glorious this thing is going to unfold. 
a new heaven, a new earth, completely free from sin and darkness. Wow. So that's the context of this statement. But even though that is the context, there is a a reality within these words that we're going to focus on. When Jesus said, behold, I make all things new, he's describing his nature. He's describing the power of his love. Behold, I make all things new. So you can have a marriage that's just ready to absolutely crack and fall apart. Jesus would say, behold, I make all things new. You can have a body that seems to be falling apart. Jesus would say to you, behold, I make all things new. This is a... a, a, um, characteristic of his nature that he wants us to know well. To be able to make something broken new, you have to be strong, you have to be powerful, you have to have wisdom, you have to have skill. Yeah. To, to be able to make something dead new, you've got to be God. Jesus said, behold, I make all things new. I'm the one who gives life to the dead, who calls into being that which does not exist. When you begin to take Jesus at his word, you begin to give him his rightful place in your thinking. And that's what praise is, right? We're appraising what he said. And we're determining that he is who he says he is, that he can do what he said he can do, and that we are who he says we are, right? Behold, I make all things new. He's talking about his nature. He's talking about his plan for you. He's talking about the power of his love. And he's talking about the results of being in a relationship with him. If you're bored in life, you haven't given way to the Holy Spirit. You want to step into the greatest adventure of your life, start worshiping the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, fill me, lead me, and guide me. My whole life belongs to you now. Behold, I make all things new. That is the the fruit of a relationship with the one who sits on the throne. If there's, let me say it this way, if there's something broken in your life, he wants to fix it. I remember, I, I love Christmas time. It's just a fun time. I like all the, the, the time together with family and the gifts and the lights and the wandies and, the <laughs> and all the goodies. It's a cookie, Italian cookie. And I just think back to, to the different Christmases we've had as a family and just uh, the joy it is as a parent to give your children gifts and I think of uh, the look on their faces when they get something they really wanted. And even when they were little, whether it was a toy or a bicycle, and they'd be so happy. But there were times then when that toy would break. And the look on their face would change. Yeah. And they come to you with a look on your face like, oh, no. Now, what do you want to do as a parent when your child comes to you with something they really wanted and it's broken? What do you want to do? Fix it. Right away, right? Isn't that the first response? You want to fix it so they can be happy again, right? Or you want to get them a new one if you need to do that, right? That's the response of a father. 
Your father wants to fix it. Your father wants to fix it. Bingo, that's for somebody right there. Your heavenly father wants to fix it. Hallelujah. Now, as much as he wants to fix it, listen closely to me. If we're not renewing our minds to his make all things new nature, we're not going to be able to enjoy what he wants to do in our lives. If we're not renewing our minds to this unlimited, impossible, impossible made possible God that we serve, the things he wants to do in our lives are going to seem like a fairy tale. We are in relationship with God. The one who is perfect in power. The one who's everywhere all the time. The one who's never learned anything. Who's always known everything about everything and everyone. The one who's never read a book. The one who's known every word in every book that's ever written before it was written. You have to renew your mind to who your heavenly Father really is. As if you don't cultivate this, this different way of thinking, and I say different because you get in the flow of this world and you'll start accepting the status quo. And, no, I can't be healed of that because my family wasn't healed of that. And that's just a common disease that we accept now. And you got to be on treatments for that if they work for the rest of your life. You just start accepting things because that's what you're familiar with. But we're not of those. We're not of this world. We're not of the status quo. We're a chosen race. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. We're a people for God's own glory. So you've got to renew your minds to the one who makes all things new. Nothing is impossible to him. No matter how broken something is, he wants to fix it. Can he do it? Are you sure? What if it's been broken for 23 years? Can he fix it? What about the man who was lame for 38 years? Can he walk again? Yes, he can leap and sing and dance. Hallelujah. This is the God that we're in covenant with. This is the one we're born of now. We're born. Our Father is the one who makes all things possible. We're born of his incorruptible seed. Hallelujah, he makes all things new. So if you're not, and listen, just because you're a believer doesn't mean you're renewing your mind, right? You can be listening to some lame messages that'll make you a lame Christian because they're not filled with the finished work of Christ. They're filled with man's religious tradition. We purposefully seek out fire messages, Holy Spirit, finished work, glorious messages that say the same thing Jesus said, that don't modify it because we can't believe it. Because it doesn't agree with our religious tradition. Come on. I need you to be willing to move forward. We've come a long way since we started, but I'm telling you, we've got to go forward now. And, and you cannot move forward in God without letting go of things that are contrary to him. Thinking that doesn't agree with his make all things new nature. 
You've got to be willing to let it go. Well, what if my friends don't want to be my friends anymore? Are you kidding me? You want to you trade what God wants to do in your life for, for some people approving of you? Then you simply don't know how good God is. <laughs> you simply don't know how good God is. <laughs> you can't even begin to compare what he wants to do in your life with what your quote-unquote friend's approval of you will bring to you, which is for the most part nothing, right? No one can do for you what he can do for you. No one wants to do for you what he wants to do for you like he wants to do it, right? So here's what happened. We can be a believer, for many years, for decades, and, you know, we, we believe the, the, the foundation that Jesus is our Savior, we're, that we're through faith in Him, our sins are forgiven for the most part, maybe. <laughs> and we're probably going to go to heaven. That's where a lot of believers are. And what ends up happening is you, because your mind isn't renewed, you, you learn to live with being broken. Oh, man. You just learn to live with being broken. You accept being broken. Because you don't know that being whole is an option. Because your experience has taught you otherwise, and the people in your life are saying otherwise, and maybe the messages you're listening to are saying otherwise. So you end up uh, settling for broken because you don't know that wholeness is even possible. I'm here to tell you that wholeness is not only possible, that it's your heritage in Christ. That it is your blood bought heritage in Christ. It is your, your privilege as a son and daughter of God to be whole. We end up settling for so far less when we're not renewing our minds to the reality of what Jesus said and did. Not going to do it. Not going to do it, Highway family. We're not going to do it. Come on. We're not going to do it, Highway family. Those of you at home, we're not going to do it. We're not going to settle for broken. We're not going to settle for less because we're renewing our minds to the one who makes all things new. In 2021, the Father wants you to experience the make all things new power of his love in your life like never before. You know, sometimes I forget when I'm talking about God that he is love. Love makes all things new. Do you know that everything God did in the Bible was love and action? Everything. So I can get a real clear picture of love that's going to really contradict the world's definition of it. But I can get a real clear picture of love by studying God's behavior in the Scriptures. From Genesis to Revelation. When I was a kid, uh, my, my mom's sister, my aunt, gave us a stack of her records and one of them was a, she was a bunch of records. One of them, some of them were Beatles records. 
And uh, one of the songs is All You Need Is Love. But the people singing it didn't really know what that meant. And I, I see that word used so frequently, but not understood and wrongly defined. Let's go. Let's see how we're going to do this here. Everything Jesus did in the Gospels was love and action. Everything he said and everything he did. Everything God did in the Old Testament was love and action. That might freak you out, but it's true anyway. God has never stopped loving mankind. God can never act contrary to love. It's who he is. If he ever acted outside of love, then he's not God. We somehow think that love is, some, uh, is a characteristic or a thing separate from God that he might do sometimes. No, John, the same one who wrote Revelation, said God is love. Let's see if we're going to get there today. We might not get there. We'll try. That's where we're heading. But we've got a few stops along the way. In other words, love fixes what's broken. I mean, I'm far from a carpenter. But we have these, uh, you know, things around the house. If you own a house, there's always something that needs to be fixed, right? But I, and I, I, I try and do my best to, so we bought our first home back in 1999, and, and all I had was this little car uh, toolkit that goes in the trunk of your car if you ever have a flat or something. It had like one screwdriver, uh, one flathead, and maybe a Phillips head, and a, a wrench, and a, a light or something in it, you know? So we moved into our home, and I started get, started saying, I need tools. I, I got my first power drill. That was a big deal back in 1999 for me, you know, and, and, and start learning how to use it. And even simple things, like in our home, we have kitchen cabinets. I don't know what kind of uh, uh, latch you call it, but as you open and close the door over a period of weeks or something, there's a little screw comes loose. So I keep a Phillips head in the pantry, so if it's loose, and, and uh, I just grab that thing and... Why? Because I, I want my wife's cabinets to work. Because I love my wife. Love wants things to work. See that little Phillips head in the pantry? That's love in action right there. It's a little thing. But he's concerned about the little things in your life. Jesus said the hairs in your head are all numbered. That's love in action. Love thinks about the tiniest details of your life and wants to fix them. God's love restores what has been lost or stolen and makes it better than before. God's love renews, heals, and puts back together again. He makes all things new. God's love removes lack and brings abundance, removes fear and brings faith and confidence. Removes trouble and brings peace. God's love protects. Love wrote Psalm 91. Love wrote Psalm 121. No harm or evil wherever befall you. He will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Have you renewed your mind to that? 
are we going to experience the power of God's love in our lives? Now, renewing the mind is a good answer, but let me say this to you. By becoming grounded in his love for you. By growing in the reality of how much he loves you. Although he wants to make all things new, he's limited until you begin to realize how much he loves you. I mean, sometimes I have to, to remind myself of that, you know, reading through the gospel, studying the scripture, all these amazing things that God does. But wait a minute, that was love in action. Making the lame walk and the maimed whole and the blind see and the deaf hear and, and bringing in the, the abundance of revenue for the fishing business of, of uh, his disciples. That's love in action. Love wants to prosper you. So let's start in Ephesians. That's where we need to start. We'll see how far we get. We're, gonna, we're heading to 1 John by way of Ephesians. <laughs> well, let's go to Ephesians chapter 3. And if time allows, we're going to go through Ephesians chapter 3 and Ephesians chapter 1. And we're going to look at the two best prayers you could ever pray for yourself or for anyone else. Ephesians 3, he makes all things new. So we, in order to experience the power of his love, the new things he wants to do in our lives, this year we're going to become grounded in his love for us personally. We're going to become 100% sure of how much he loves us. Does that sound good? Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. This is written by the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul. He said, for this cause, he's writing to the believers at Ephesus, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family, what family? Family of God, right? In heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, not what's possible in this world. God doesn't think that way and he never will. So you stop thinking that way. According to the riches of his glory, that's what he wants to do in your life. According to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. What is the inner man? What does that mean? Your spirit. Talking about your spirit. Remember spirit, soul, body, your three parts? You are a spirit. That's who you are. You're made in the image of God. He's a spirit. You're a spirit, right? You have a soul that's equipment that's connected to your spirit, right? Your mind, your will and emotions, and you're living in a physical body right now. If, if, uh, if, if Jesus returns, our body's going to be glorified and, and be transformed from mortal to immortal like he was when he rose from the dead. Hallelujah. So he's talking about your inner man. Look at verse 17. That Christ, and remember this is the best prayer, this in Ephesians 1 we're going to read, that you can pray for yourself or for someone else, that they would be strengthened with might by God's Spirit in their inner man. I can't see your inner man. You can't see your inner man. But it's the most important reality 
of you. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. What does that mean? Whose love? God's love for you. Not how well you love others. I used to read that this way. This is another project to get me to love others better. And I fail at that, so I'd be discouraged. I'm not loving others like Jesus loved others, and now I'm discouraged, and I don't qualify for what God wants to do in my life. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying rooted and grounded in love, God the Father's love for you personally. For you, for me. Until you know God's love personally, you don't know it at all. Rooted. I like that. Roots are the part of the plant that's under the surface. Your inner man. No one can see the roots. No one sees them, but they're the most important part of the plant. <laughs> you know, the buds or the flowers of the plant are the part that everybody sees. They're like, ooh, that's so pretty. But you know that those buds and flowers wouldn't be able to be buds and flowers if it wasn't for the roots? See, there's a part of you that everyone sees, and the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of realizing His love for you, is that His love for you begins to show up in your life. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are the buds and the flowers that show up on the outside of us, but it's because we're rooted in His love for us on the inside. Right? Do you know that a, a, a plant with a healthy root system can lose its leaves and still recover? But the converse of that is not true. A plant with healthy leaves and a bad root system is done. <laughs> Has no chance if it loses its roots. You have no chance if you're not grounded and rooted in how much God loves you. You've got to learn this. In 2021, starting today, you've got to grow in this. You've got to think on His love for you. This is not a, a, a work, a project. This is a focus. It's, a, it's an awareness. It's a perspective. It's a mindset. It's a view of myself and of others. How much He loves me. Isn't that what, what starts strife a lot of times, it, even in a family among, among uh, brothers and sisters, is if one of the children thinks that mom and dad love another one of the children more than they love me, right? So this, this uh, daughter thinks this other uh, daughter is, is loved more by the parent, and what starts happening? Envy, bitterness, backbiting, talking, fighting. 
Until you're secure in God's love for you, you won't be able to have healthy, loving relationships in your life. You'll begin this kind of stuff, talking about others. And you end up going around trying to uh, make it seem like you're the one who's called to fix everybody's problems, but the problem really is in your heart. You don't know how much God loves you. You know, when someone comes to you to talk about someone else, the problem isn't with someone else. The problem is with the person who's come to talk to you. Because someone shouldn't come to talk to you about someone else. Isn't that the instruction Jesus gave us? If you have a problem with someone, go and talk with that person privately, directly, right? So you got to be aware of this. And young people, I want to. You do, this is for all ages, but but sometimes we're, we're learning and growing, and 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 the culture we're in promotes gossip. It promotes spilling the tea, right? But we don't promote that because we're followers of Christ. We're children born of real love. We don't ever speak negatively of someone to someone else. So I don't, I don't go to John about uh, Robert. Or I don't go to David about Michael. If I think there's an issue between me and Michael, who do I go to? Jesus first. Because <laughs> it might be just an attitude in my heart that he needs to fix. So I get alone with Jesus and I submit to him say, Help me, Lord, to love as you love. And I pray for Michael. I'm just using random names. So I pray for Michael. I say, Father, show him your love. Help me, help me to walk in love towards him. Lord, help us to follow you. Help us to live for you and you alone. And as I pray, if the Lord, if I really feel it's necessary, then I'll talk to Michael privately and say, Michael, I just was having some thoughts and I wondered, could you, could you explain to me what you meant when you said that? I don't go in saying, what do you mean? What are you thinking? I don't go in with guns blazing. I come in humbly. Because it could be I misunderstood what was said by Michael, right? Or whoever it was. You see how this, this unfolds in our lives if we're not confident. But, you know, when you're confident in God's love for you, it, it's like it doesn't matter what anyone says anyway. <laughs> you become offendless. <laughs> and people can, can curse you out and, and spread rumors about you, and you're just singing and having a great time. Why? Because you know the one who made heaven and earth loves you perfectly. And you have compassion on those who might be doing things to spite you. Love is a powerful thing. It's love that makes all things new. Rooted and grounded in love. When the roots are the part of the plant that gives the plant its strength and its stability. Right? Right? In fact, when the roots are strong, the plant can endure adverse conditions. When you're rooted in God's love for you, you can endure what others say about you. You can endure difficult circumstances because your root system is strong. His love has become your life source. His love for you. Rooted and grounded. Grounded speaks of a foundation. We talked about that, what, during worship or after worship time? 
A foundation. You've got a foundation. What is my foundation for my joy? He loves me. He loves me with all of his heart, all of the time. And nothing and no one can change that. And nothing can separate me from his love. It's forever. It's all the time. He loves me with all that he is all the time, forever. He loves me. That is our foundation. That is what we make our decisions from. That is what we operate from. That's, that's what uh, we think about. That is the underlying current behind the things we say. He loves me. He loves me. Verse 18, that you may be able to comprehend with all saints, those are people who believe in Christ, right? If you believe in Jesus, you're a saint. What is the breadth and length and depth and height? Those are measurements, right? To know the love of Christ. For you. Just be real with you. I mean, I've known the Lord for a long time, relatively speaking, I guess, (laughs) more than half my life. But I think back, boy, there's a lot of, I just went on, I was doing good things, but I really wasn't sure of his love for me. Learning scriptures, you know, doing good things, and, but, but my focus really wasn't on his love for me. My focus was more on trying to do right. And when you look underneath the hood, there are some issues there that I needed fixed because I didn't know how much he loved me. And I didn't spend time thinking about it. You'll do so much better if you stop thinking about doing right and start thinking about how much he loves you. Did you hear that? Your behavior will change so much more quickly and more powerfully if you'll stop focusing on changing your behavior and focusing on how much he loves you. I'll say that again because it's just so true. Instead of focusing, focusing on how much you need to change, And how much you need to stop doing this and start doing that. If you'll start focusing on how much he loves you, the change will come. Effortlessly. That's the power of this make all things new love. It's his strength that does it, not mine. He loves me. To know, to be sure, to be certain of the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, the King James says. It doesn't make sense to natural reasoning, God's love for you. Because our unrenewed mind is all about performance. It's a merit system, right? And we know without anyone ever telling us that we've missed it. We just know that inside. We may not admit it, but if we're going to be honest, we know we've all blown it in one way or another. 
and we feel that that's disqualified us from his love for us and the things he wants to do in, his li- in our lives. But the truth is it hasn't. It plays no bearing on his love for you, how well you've done in life. He loves the, the worst failure just as much as he loves the greatest success. No difference in his love. None. Isn't that amazing? He loves the, the, the meanest, nastiest uh, person just as he much as he loves the sweetest person. Isn't that amazing? This is the love of God. It passes knowledge. It's not a merit system. The, the, the unrenewed mind can't understand it. That you might be filled with all the fullness of God. What's God's plan for you? To be filled with all of His fullness. What's God's will for your life? To be filled with all of His fullness. Jesus exemplified that for us. Jesus was a man who was filled with the fullness of God. You are a man, you are a woman who is called to be filled with the fullness of God. How do you get there? By realizing how much he loves you. The greatest strength of Jesus was his confidence in his Father's love for him. I have never said that before. I hope you heard that. The greatest strength of Jesus, the Son of Man, in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts, was his unshakable confidence in the Father's love for him. It was that confidence that enabled the Holy Spirit to flow through him and deliver people. I think God's just ministering to me, so you just have to pardon me. I'm, I'm just receiving this right now. <laughs> Woo! It was his personal confidence in the Father's love for him that enabled him to deliver others. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. Can we put that up there, verse 20? God, you are too much. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly. What's God's will for your life? Exceeding abundantly. Above all that we ask or think. I don't know about you. I can ask for a lot. I can think a lot. But not even close to what God wants to do in my life. You got to renew your mind to this or you're going to settle for so much less than what he wants to do in your life. You can't base what you're believing for and what you've been through or what the others around you are saying. You've got to base it upon his nature. He wants to fill you with his fullness. He wants to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that's far away from us. No. According to the power that's working in you now. So the fullness of God is not something I'm trying to obtain. It's something I'm realizing is already in me. (laughs) Oh, I love that. 
Unto Him be glory in the church. What's the church? His people. He wants to manifest Himself through you. But first and foremost, He knows the only way He can consistently do that is if you realize how much He loves you. In Christ Jesus, through all ages, world without end. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Ephesians 1, and we'll finish there for today. Best prayer that you could ever pray for yourself or for someone else, that they will be strengthened with might by the Holy Spirit in their inner man so that they would be able to experience, to know, to be sure, and to be certain of God's love for them. That they would know uh, the fullness of God. That they would know He wants to do exceeding abundantly above all they could ask or think in their lives. So pray that prayer over yourself, over uh, your family. And here's the other prayer as well. This is before Ephesians 3. It's Ephesians 1, verse 15. We're talking about, about love making all things new. God wants to make all things new in your life. And the way that what opens the door for that is you beginning to, to meditate on and think on and grow in the reality of His love for you. Ephesians 1, 15 through 23. Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith, what's faith? Confidence in the goodness of God. Confidence in His love for me. That's what faith is. Did you know that? Faith is confidence that he loves me. It's impossible to have Bible faith if you don't know he loves you. You can you know, generate some confidence, but it's not going to last. It's his love that makes faith a reality. It's love, faith works. Faith produces results. When you know how much he loves you. This is really it, isn't it? Faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints. Verse 16. I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the Spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That's why we focus on who He is, what He's done for us, who we are in Him and highway. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Who does that? The Holy Spirit, right? That you may know what is the hope or the confidence the confident expectation of His calling being fulfilled in your life. And what the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints and the exceeding greatness of His power to us, word, who believe according to the working of His mighty power which He wrought in Christ. I want to read that out of the Amplified. Let's see here. Yeah, let's go to, uh, man, it's so good. I'm going to read you verse 17, then 
18 of the Amplified 19. Let's see here. Verse 17, I always pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation that gives you a deep and personal and intimate insight into the true knowledge of Him. For we know the Father through the Son. Jesus is love and action, right? Verse 18, by having the, high, the eyes of your heart, and this is my prayer for people. You know, sometimes if you don't know what to pray for someone, this is the best thing to pray. Sometimes you really even can't say pray for someone to be healed because they, they need their eyes to be open first. As much as God wants to heal them, you have to pray God open their eyes so they can realize you're their healer. Because they don't even know being healed is an option. By having the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, flooded with light, so that you can know and understand the hope, the confidence which He's called you. And how rich is His glorious inheritance in the saints. And so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of His power in and for us who believe. As demonstrated in the working of His mighty strength, which He exerted in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His own right hand in heavenly places. The truth is, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is in you today. It's for you today but it's renewing your mind to the reality of his love for you and his true nature that opens the door for that power to flow we are a people who believe God is who he says he is and we're unafraid of persecution we're unafraid of it Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this new year. We thank you for leading us forward into the fullness of your plan. We're unafraid because you're our Father. And your love for us removes every fear. It casts it out. Because your love for us is perfect. Father, I pray for this highway family. Lord, help us to be a people who are rooted and grounded in your love for us. That we would be a people secure, confident, at rest, loving, joyful, peaceful people. Because we know how much you love us. Holy Spirit, I ask you to do that in this family in 2021.
Make this highway family a family rooted and grounded in your love for us. In Jesus' name. God is so good. We want to invite you to continue to grow in the knowledge of His goodness, who He is, what He's done for you, and who you are in Him. Check out our websites at josephbosco.us and highwaychurch.us and begin living the abundant life He came to give you. 